knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. What's going on, Facebook Live? YouTube, what's happening? Welcome back for another another epic episode. We got Crappie Junction in the house tonight. Uh, I know a couple of you guys have asked. I haven't been in the studio the past couple of weeks. I apologize. Jay has been out. Thoughts and prayers for my man, Jay Randall, and his family. Uh, his dad is ill. Um, so I just ask that you guys all send him some positive vibes, some prayers, thoughts. My man, Jay will be back and better than ever, you know, Mr. One word. So, uh, just keep him in your thoughts, guys and gals. Uh, we will be back in the studio. We were on the road in Tennessee, came back. I had a death in the family and, uh, Jay's been dealing with some stuff. So I've been doing some stuff from home. I am packing up tonight hitting the road tomorrow, heading to Indiana for our first trail stop for the Paddle and Fin Trail Series. Get signed up. You can Entry closes, I believe, tomorrow evening at 7. Um, so get signed up. We got the uh, wonderful Sportsman Inn down in Monticello, Indiana, hosting us. That's where our captain's meeting will be. That's where our weigh-in will be, awards, all that good stuff. Just like the Open, we got big checks for all top 10 anglers. Tons of giveaways courtesy of our friends at Yak Gadget, Pelican Cases, and Coolers, 153 Baits, Rocktown Adventures, BNO Power, Pepsi in the 815. I mean, come on. Oh, I forgot to mention, share the stream up. Let's go. Let's get some folks in here. I see my man John Rapp tuning in from West Virginia. What's up, Big Daddy? Hope you're doing well, my friend. But uh, yeah, guys, get signed up. Uh, Tourney X, I'll drop the link in the chat so you guys can check it out. And always, if you guys miss part of the show, you could always go back, tune in on YouTube, Facebook, any major podcast platform. So let's do this. You guys ready? You guys ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Crappie Junction in the house. What's up? Hey. 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 <laughs> <laughs> These guys... 
these guys had me on last week. Um, I love these guys. I, I first met them at the, I think it was a Chicago fishing show was the first time I met you guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually. And that was like, what, 2019, I think? Something, maybe? Yeah, I know. Feels long, like forever. Long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they, uh, they also do a show on Tuesdays and Thursday evenings, correct? 7 Central? Yep. Yep, Damn. yep. All right, I'm one for one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if we can keep this rolling. But um, I wanted to have these guys on. They had me on last week. But I think what they do is super cool. Um, I love what they do at the fishing shows as well. Um, but, you know, throughout the season, you guys are doing all kinds of, of cool different things. Um, but first and foremost, let's start out, like, where you guys are from, you know, what you guys do and all that good stuff. Well, first off, I'm Josh. <laughs> and I'm Emily. <laughs> That's like how our show goes, I guess. I don't know. You have like this really fancy intro and I love it. I'm like a little bit inspired, but um, you know, that's the thing about us is we come yeah. on and we, we chat fishing um, and it's a great time. So where are we is, you know, on the internet, YouTube, Facebook. No. <laughs> um, that's the thing with social media though. It does connect people. <laughs> <laughs> it does really connect people across. So we are actually located in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. um, I always call it central Wisconsin, but it's actually not. It's like somewhere between, you know, um, Green Bay and Oshkosh, you know, a little okay. bit around yeah, the area. Yeah. So the Wolf River region, if you're familiar with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Wolf River, phenomenal walleye runs and white bass runs and all that good stuff they, do they still have the wolf river cams i think you guys talked about yeah. that last week before you guys brought me on that's always cool if you guys want to go on and you know burn some time at the office or something well i guess in the home office nowadays yeah. but you know counting all the different species that swim across they set up these cameras underwater um during like the wally runs but there's sturgeon that run in there too i believe yeah. and all well kinds and of our water temps are as such right now you know we had a huge warm-up and things really got warming up fast yeah. but then immediately after we had a very sharp cold front come in and you know as quick as it warmed up it cooled back down so yeah. you know the wolf river cam is awesome because especially if you are looking for the walleye run you're not a local person to hear that local information, you know, you can tune into that camera and you can see if walleye are moving. Um, yeah. And so I got to say, this is a hard week to plug it because you're going to see a whole lot of suckers going through. <laughs> well, that's fun. That's fun too. I mean, there's all kind. you know, there's, there's at least a half dozen different species of sucker that you can see on there. Um, but there's all kinds of fish and, and we were listing off, you know, the major ones, the walleyes, the white bass, the, the sturgeon. sturgeon. But yeah. Wolf River is very underutilized for their smallmouth fishery. There's some big brutes in there. And mm. it's a really, it's a really think, fun river to fish. I think we need to stop sharing that information. <laughs> <laughs> Found a new spot to fish. It was really interesting, though, because you were talking about, you know, that sturgeon run coming through mm -hmm. and they have a specific cam, Bamboo Bend. Um, and I got to say, right near the end of that run, I was amazed at the smallmouth that came through. And I'm sure yeah. that they were there eating the eggs, you know, partaking sure. in the whole event. But I myself, I mean, I've pulled a few nice ones out of there, but I'm like, I even got to get back there. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's super unique. I remember... They've been doing that for years. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's, been, it's been a little over 10 years. Aquaview has been really cool with the with the guy running it. Um, it's one guy. He goes That's out, crazy. takes care of the cameras. 
he fishes in front he of it. does he does his thing on on um uh, there's another streaming thing but he he sets it all up you know and and they they supply him with new cameras every every so often and That's it's just cool. awesome it's a great educational tool it's just cool to see fish you know just roaming about in their natural habitat you know and literally just what fish they're doing. TV, you know? yeah yeah it's crazy yeah, but, but like, don't want you to work because you're gonna regret that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, turn your turn your tracking devices off if you're yeah. Like how much monitoring? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So, like, how crappie junction? Like, how did that all start? Like, was that just something that you guys were like, hey, we should do this? Or, I mean, how to like, I mean. I I gotta ask this. I've always wanted to ask you guys this. Did you guys meet first date fishing? You went fishing? Did you take her fishing? Josh? Almost. Oh, all right, all right. It'd be it'd be the it'd be the second date. But oh, I, I second date. So, right on. So so if we rewind, the, the, the crappie junction thing started for me in college. Um, okay. one of my one of my roommates, his brother did did sold custom rod components and did seminars for custom rods. I did that for a, for a while, and then I sold some rods for a while, and then it got kind of crazy because it was right at the beginning of that this custom rod phase, you know, ice rods yeah. and that. This is way and before he met me. <laughs> so, well, so then, so so I traveled. I traveled the country quite a bit. Um, I lived I lived in Canada first for a spell, and then I lived out west a lot. Came back to the Midwest. Um, found a job in Wisconsin. Uh, in natural resources. In natural resources. I'm I'm a water quality specialist um, in a natural cool. resource office. I do fishery stuff. So get get into this job for a little bit. Kind of, you know, the people that I was hanging out with didn't do much fishing, this and that. Um, we met online. Right. And then and then we uh you know, we started doing some catfishing together. Neither of us had a boat. No. Nope. You know, we were pretty fresh out of college. You know, you're making your way. Mm -hmm. um, and we kind of lived like an hour and a half, maybe away from each other, maybe mm -hmm. a little bit less than that. But, you know, Oshkosh, Wisconsin was kind of our halfway point. And so we we fell in love on the Wolf River, so to speak. <laughs> you know, but I will laugh because, you know, what we did is we would go, you know, take our chairs. We used to sit out on the riprap, like along along the river. And um, we'd bring like a little grill and like, I don't know, grill up whatever was at the grocery store that day. I don't know. And then, but I would always laugh because Josh was first like, real pickup line when we were fishing, you know, I, cause I grew up fishing much different than he did. He was in Minnesota. He, he did a lot of like real fishing and I grew up in Illinois and we did a lot of like camping with red and white bobbers at different campgrounds. And, you know, Hey, 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 watch I know, it on the I know, Illinois I know. folks. Are great, you know, but I didn't ever learn things like, you know, when you tie a knot, if you, if you have like wetness on the line, like lick your line and it will create a stronger knot, you know, create less breakage in the line. I never learned those things because, you know, I hadn't fished like that. And so Josh, you know, he, he was out there, we're on, we're on the river and he tied it up and he goes, put this in your mouth. <laughs> well, so lo and behold, here we are today. <laughs> I hope you boys are taking notes at home. <laughs> uh, but the catfish were a lot of fun. And That's ultimately, cool. um, like to get back to the whole crappie junction thing, we, had no plan of it being a thing. Um, we 
just love fishing after that. And so we would go to all the shows and expos and we would just walk it. And we probably met a whole bunch of you guys before you even knew that. Um, and then we, we, we started working, you know, kind of with ice chunkies outdoors. So yeah. a really, really cool community online, 80,000 plus people at this point, you know, it's huge. Um, and I just, we, we at first started going live to Ice Chunkies. We started bringing the show to the people who couldn't be there. You know, Ice Chunkies is a really cool hub of information. And so we wanted to kind of spread that love. Um, and we did that like totally on accident. Like we walked into the St. Paul Ice Expo and we're like, should we do some videos? All right, let's wing it. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> and, yeah, so it was like, we just assumed that like nobody was interested, to be honest. Um, and it turns out that people had all kinds of questions and input. And, you know, because there's the products at these shows, you, you some are very hard to find out about unless you yeah. run into them there. You know, they're little mom and pop things. Um, some of them are really great. You know, you, you in the end can't live without them until you know about them. But I think it just allowed a space to kind of share that stuff and open for questions and to kind of continue to build community in the fishing world yeah no for sure i mean that's super cool and it's something like i've always like considered doing and i've started doing more of it like trying to film some of the stuff when i go to shows and like this year will be my first year at icast super pumped i'm doing the new <laughs> letting this slip but I'm, I'm doing the new canoe show live from their booth um down there when i'm down there but you know that's the thing like i've always been like man is it weird if i walk up and i'm like hey man you wanna you wanna <laughs> go live you know and like i remember uh the first time i met you guys at that show um you walked up to me uh, emily walked up to me and she was like hey you want to do this like live show thing for us <laughs> and like talk about kayaks and i was like um yeah let's do it you know <laughs> and uh and that's kind of when I was still like in my infant stages of like doing podcasts and stuff like I think that was like the first year because we started in 2018. And then yeah. that that winter, we started the summer of 2018. And then that winter of 2019, you know, um, I was starting to meet a lot of, a lot of folks and stuff. Um, but uh, hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Yeah, it's uh, it, it was super cool um, to meet you guys, and then you know I'd run at run into you guys at the next show and the next show. So, you know, obviously after that first interview, I started following you guys, and uh, I'm like, oh, they're at the Madison show. I'm here. I'm gonna go find them. You know, and just <laughs> say hey, what's up? But it's it's cool because like you said, and you touched on it, like some of these products that are out there, super cool, super unique, and a lot of folks, you know you know, might not be able to make it to the show too far of a drive, don't want to travel, things like that. And you guys brought that to them at home or, you know, at that point in, in that time of year, they were probably sitting in their ice shacks or on a bucket out there, you know, like checking things out. So it's totally cool that you guys do that. And then now you guys have like pretty much turned that into a two week a night podcast, right? 
Yeah, so that was out of necessity. We're going to go back go back to doing the show's things in addition to sure. our, our two, night, two nights a week. But, you know, with the whole thing about the, the shows is that, uh, you know, some of these vendors, some of these mom-pop shops, they spend their whole year's revenue or personal income from their day jobs. They stuff it into yeah. this one booth. You know, for fifteen hundred bucks, and fingers. this is this yeah. is where they're selling their inventory. They don't, you know, a lot of these, a lot of us fishing guys, we're not tech guys, right? We we see, you know, we know how to plug something into a wall, yeah, you know. <laughs> but I mean, normally Wait, we're not we're I? not all about running running websites and doing this and that, and so so this is their only outlet, and. That was kind of where where we found our niche is helping these helping these people, showing showing the community that there is still really cool things to be had in fishing, yeah. and helping helping just strengthen the community from the bottom up. Yeah. Well, and you know the shows and the expos are great. You know it's kind of crazy because we really spam crappy junction. You know there's there's. <laughs> yeah. 50 videos to put out in the weekend because there's like 50 awesome things to share. And you know, that sounds really crazy. Um, it's awesome. Cause it's in the bank, like on YouTube and stuff. But the nice thing about the evolution to talking the different times in the week is that it kind of does spread it out a little bit more um, at the shows. I kind of hope for, you know, five to eight minutes, you know, because how much time can you really take out of somebody when they're at their booth at a show? Sure. Um, and so, you know, this other format allows for a little bit more discussion, a little bit more in-depth look, um, you know, maybe there's products intended for one use that you can also use in another way or something, you know, creative creativity is, goes a long way in fishing. Um, and so that's been a really fun adventure. Um, it has also kind of allowed us to, um, Tuesday, we focus a little bit more on interviewing people, anglers across the nation. Um, you know, we work with Striker Brands, um, Striker Ice. Some people know that it is because of the great bibs and winter gear. Um, yep. Certainly more than that now, a lot of great summer stuff. So we interview, you know, all these people across the coast and find out what they're fishing for and how it's going and what makes them successful. Um, and then uh, that allows us on Thursdays, our night bite show, that we can do a little bit more product focus. Um, you know, still talking to people, but, you know, a lot of times about cool new things or what we're using in the season or whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool, man. I like that. I like that. I mean, we've tried to do that as well, like in the kayak fishing world, so to speak, with Paddle and Finn. And, you know, now it's like we're we're venturing out and we're, you know, reaching other aspects and stuff like that. And it's so cool to, you know, a, like, you know, uh, on Thursdays, um, during the day on the podcast platforms, um, is our product spotlight show. So like those guys interview a lot of different companies and it's been cool to see some of the feedback from those companies. Like, Hey, thank you so much. Like I received X amount of orders after that aired and, you know, I appreciate that. And, and it's cool to see, I, I'm always like, I'd rather buy from the small shops or the mom and pop shops than the big box stores. Right. Because that's lining, you know, one dude's pockets and, you know, not supporting a bunch of, you know, smaller folks that could definitely use it. And I think you guys have really done really awesome with that for sure. 
Well, we appreciate that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, one of the things, like we're saying, we're out to kind of connect people to the fishing community, but, you know, in ways that will impact them positively as an angler. So, you know, it's great that, you know, big company, whatever offers jigs, but if everybody always threw that same jig or that same pattern, you know, fish wouldn't bite that anymore, yeah. you know? So yeah. especially to create awareness of maybe things that you haven't tried before, um, you know, showing something to fish that they're not super used to. Sometimes that's what you need to get that bite. So, you know, it's a lot of fun to hear and learn about new things, but when you can actually do it yourself, um, that's, that's what it's about. That's super cool. I like it. <laughs> I like it's it. Definitely, it's definitely really cool to be able to bring regional stuff to different regions as well. You know, we go out West. Um, one of the furthest out West ice shows happens to be South Dakota. And yeah. when we're at, when we're, that's one of our favorite shows on um, the Dakota Angler Institute, Ice Institute, you know, that, that show is really cool. Cause there's people that drive 16 hours specifically to spend eight hours at that show. That's crazy. And that's so, awesome. and the, and, and out West ice fishing is, is, has really just been like a fringe sport. Yeah. Um, and it's really taken off. And so just to see the enthusiasm and get to get a, a fresh perspective of people that are truly new to the sport. You know, we have this year, we have a whole influx of people to angling and outdoor activities, but they may have known a little bit about it or they, you know, at least they've lived in an area where they're surrounded by it constantly, you know, whether or not they've done it out West, it, it's not like that. It's totally a new sport. So it's been really cool to get that, that perspective and then bring their ideas back to the Midwest and then share our ideas with them. It's very, really cool. That is cool, man. Uh, yeah, I never really realized that, I guess, that like ice fishing wasn't like really a big thing, you know? And it and it's funny because I talked to, you know, some of our guys that are down south and they're like, you do what? Like you walk <laughs> on frozen water? What are you, Jesus? Like, like no, Moses, bro. <laughs> but, uh, but um, you know, it, it's cool because, and and I got to experience that firsthand this past winter. You know, uh, one of our guys, Jimmy Skinner, came up from Alabama, never never been on ice other than like, I think he said ice skating, you know, at a rink oh, or right. something, you know, but he's like, I've never been on a frozen lake. This is just crazy. <laughs> and like already, I think since he's left here, he's mentioned it probably five times about he how he's coming back up ice fishing because it was like just a blast and like super relaxing and had a great time you know and it's uh you know it's super cool but uh you guys do more than ice fishing too right like you guys are are out there you know pounding the streets looking for some crappies <laughs> looking for some crappies in the rivers and the lakes and stuff too right well, that's a that's a that's a great a great question because, you know, the logo says Crappie Junction, but we we'd like people to focus more on the junction part of it than the crappie yeah. part. Because, you know, honestly, it could say Walleye Junction, it could say sure. Bluegill Junction. You know, we right. fish all, we fish everything. You know, fr from from sturgeon, we have a sturgeon season that we can go up on the Menominee River and fish that f for a month. Um, we cool. fish, you know, Emily has one that's a couple that are over 70 inches, you know, 150 pound fish. Look at um, you. To, yeah, to, you know, to, to the little bluegills that everybody catches off docks, you know, we fish for everything. That's so, cool. Um, yeah. And then, and like the whole crappie junction thing, that's, it's, 
the reason the junction part is is important is because it's a place, right? Sure. Because it's, it's it's for us it's crappie junction because that's that's kind of where we focus our our attention. But when um, when you can have a place to sit and talk about your passion, that's kind of the whole meaning behind the logo and the name. I like it. Well, and as far as, you know, multi-species fishing goes, that's just kind of, for us, part of being an angler. You know, there's different seasons that close at different points. We're lucky enough to be here by the Wolf River. So, you know, ice melts and I can jump right into the river for walleye season. You know, that doesn't feel like anything closes to me. But, you know, not until beginning of May can we really go and fish for bass and stuff like that. So. Um, you know, to be able to fill our time effectively or, you know, even the other day we went out and we crappie fished on Sunday and we, we found them, we had some luck, um, on the, on the (laughs) camera, there were bigger ones down there, but he's doing that because we only found really small males, you know? And so it's great to be able to locate your fish and stay on them and, you know, go and catch a bunch of crappies in a day. But, you know, sometimes you just got to go out and catch some walleye or try something different. Um, and especially being on the river that's that's just especially alluring you know it just there's so many different things to try in there yeah and and for those tuning in that may be not familiar but wisconsin actually like closes seasons on on certain species of fish like i think all game fish close for a month right is that yeah so, okay? so, so like, we, i know they keep changing things on me like yeah i know trout yeah, so, season so used actually to close. This, this past year we had bass bass is open all year round for catch and release for, yeah um tournaments yeah, tournaments release, can't right. happen till till the the opener right um most inland lakes besides or inland bodies of water besides the border waters um are closed to to game fish for the month um yeah and then you know you can do your pan fish but we have we have a bunch of lakes that have regulations for size and for limits and so yeah there's a there's a little bit to navigate but um you know it is it's fun yeah i just uh it's crazy because you know in illinois get your game together illinois like they don't close any certain species really in particular you know it's uh pretty much open game all year round. But I think it's cool that Wisconsin kind of does that. They try to do that around spawning times, correct? So mm-hmm. that way it it helps the reproduction, keeps the lakes plentiful. That's why Wisconsin fishing is badass. <laughs> so, um, well, but, you know, that's an interesting point because, you know, <laughs> Wisconsin fishing might be badass compared to Illinois fishing or whatever. You know, I can't compare and put names on it like that, you know, but I think even there's a lot even to learn from Minnesota. You know, they have a lot of different regulations even compared to Wisconsin. And, you know, there's a lot of great fishing out there. Um, What I can say is around us, there's a lake that when we started fishing it a few years ago, man, Every crappie was like, I don't know, seven, eight inches. I don't know. And there's a ton of them, you know, and it's great. Like bring kids out there or something and, you know, but they put regulations on it where you can only have so many. Is it, is there a size limit or just so many? Just so many per species. And we've got to say, you know, we have seen, I mean, over a few years now, it doesn't happen instantly, but the quality of the fish has super, is just increased. You know, the, the length, we're up to, you know, maybe a nine inch average, but man, those fish have shoulders on them now. 
Yeah. And so like, yeah. I'm interested to see, you know, what continues <laughs> to happen. And, you know, again, it doesn't happen overnight, but you know, if you can have some great regulations on a lake, I mean, hopefully, please support that. You know, <laughs> yeah. because it, it can only make the fish quality get better for all of us. Yeah, they, um, you know, the lake I live on here, super unique, like kind of same situation you're describing. Like, uh, we had a ton of like 12 inch bass, 12 to 14 inch bass. And like, it was just that they were so stunted. And so they started having guys um, kind of keep some of those smaller fish to kind of weed those out because, you know, it just, I, I forget how the biologist worked it out, like, you know, his whole theory behind it. But they did that for, I think it was a year, maybe two. And now it's like, you can catch some giants, giants, <laughs> like consistently, like five pounders, four or five pounders, like all day long. And they're still smaller fish. So, I mean, it was just one of those things where, you know, it was kind of, and I know what you're talking about because Minnesota has got that slot limit game. They always play like with the walleyes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And that's to preserve, you know, the population to let those, you know, weed out some of the smaller fish. So that way, you know, fish can grow, get bigger. And then you can only, you know, I think most lakes up there, it's like you can only keep one over 26. Most guys put those back. Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. You know, the ones you want to eat are the ones in that slot limit, but they're usually the hardest to catch. Yeah. You know? So um, it's interesting, but, you know, um, I'm sure we could go on for hours talking about, like, <laughs> fish biology and regulations and all that good stuff but i mean so um we'll we'll start off with this since it's crappie junction what's 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 the pb crappie personal best crappie oh that's a really well, great can, story yeah you can tell that story <laughs> okay because the josh version and the emily version of this story are slightly different they're not <laughs> they're not different okay. she's just lying <laughs> Hey, like they always say, you know a fisherman's line when his mouth is moving. <laughs> <laughs> so we are out on a lake actually with a good friend of ours. Um, and, you know, I want to say that the day of fishing wasn't, wasn't, spectacular. wasn't spectacular. Yeah, and, you know, it got a little bit towards the evening, not quite like that magic hour yet. But, you know, it was it was towards the afternoon and evening and you know we were almost thinking about calling it a day let's try one more spot and you know we did um we you know there was there was some sunken timber and i don't know how much water but enough that we were using some bobbers and twitching some plastics and you know lo and behold josh pulls out a really beautiful amazing 15 and a half mm -hmm. Um, nice. so yeah, super beautiful fish, you know, he holds it up. It's like a trophy, you know, it's amazing. We all take pictures and celebrate and let it go. Um, and I honestly had to say like, after the initial excitement wore off, like jealousy, jealousy. <laughs> jealousy. 
Josie said it. Josie said it. And I think I even honestly, I'm like, oh, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. This is after we took pictures, you know, we like when that moment when it all calms down and I go to take my next cast and I like cast out there and I pull in a fish that I would say is a 1575. Our friend Nick would swear it's a full 16. It's you know, but 16. I'm trying, I'm trying not to try not to, fit. you know, but it, it was amazing because, you know, my jealousy immediately went to guilt because I, I said, I'm jealous. And then I did catch a bigger fish. And <laughs> what what, what piece of information she's omitting from this story. Josh swears I cast it the same spot. She cast it, it into the same area. Oh, yeah. Okay. If it was, if it was, a spot, if it was an area this big, she was and right I in thought the middle. it was here. She cast it here. <laughs> So, okay, not the First same First of all, spot. it happened how it happened. I'm just saying, maybe I was meant to catch that fish. And not to mention, you were in the front of the boat, and I was in the back of the boat. So you had to cast over Nick, <laughs> since he was in the middle. Josh, like they just always say, it. man, lady luck always gets you, bro. Lady luck always gets you. No, oh that was goodness. that was really fun to be able to catch it on the same day with our, that with is our cool. friend Nick and um, you know, they're not they're not super huge, just super beautiful, clean up north crappies, you know, that it takes you know, it takes the better part of 10, 12 years to grow even that big. Yeah. Um, you know, there's bigger ones to be had. You just don't find them that that often. And and quite frankly, you know, in our area, we don't have bodies of water that harbor that caliber of fish very often besides the wolf river yeah and so that being what it is you know the stuff that's within driving distance that's what we get to fish and so we're kind of you know it's it's pressured water we do really well you know we catch lots of 12s and 13s but you know trying to push push that 16 push over that 16 mark is really difficult in our area but you know, we have, there's places to go, you know, the whole East coast is teeming with it. You know, there, you can go all over the place and find them. You just have to do your, your homework. Well, I'll tell you this, right. I'm 39 nowadays, 39. Yeah. And let's see, 32 years ago, I caught that guy right there. <laughs> And uh, I shared that up on your show, so I figured yeah. I'd embarrass myself again. But uh, that was 18 inches. I haven't come close in the past <laughs> 32 years. So, um, but they're out there, man. I mean, yeah. um, it's crazy, you know, trying to trying to beat that record. But you know, like you guys said, you go out, you smash a bunch of fish. You're just as happy with that, you know. It's uh, mm -hmm. it's cool. That's cool. But. Uh, I think the biggest I've gotten since then is like 14, maybe yeah. 13 and a half, something like that. But uh, yeah, I, I'll never. I will continue to, to try. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> it's out there. It's out there. You just got to go find that's it. That's the thing they are. So I guess uh, what what's your guys's like is crappie your guys's favorite species or do you guys both have personal preferences on that or you just whatever whatever's biting? Man, I it's hard to pick something that's that's a favorite because everything that pulls on your line is is awesome. I know it sounds cliche, but really that's that's the whole reason we have a basement dedicated to building fishing equipment. You know, it's just 
just any fish that wants to bite something that that we put in the water but um you know the the crappie thing has been more of a family family endeavor for me um you know as long as i can remember that's just been the species that we've targeted and and i've gotten i've gotten very proficient at it so it's kind of like my fail safe you know if somebody asked me hey you want to take me out in your boat? Let's go fish some largemouth. I'd be like, "Oh, we can, we can." <laughs> <laughs> you know, right, I, I, mean, I mean, I'm familiar with the tactics. <laughs> uh, my gear's not set up for it, but I mean, you know, but we do, you know, just fishing crappies, hang out with largemouth, and we run into a bunch of that. Um, well, and you know, there's always times where I threaten to change the name to Bluegill Junction. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, maybe Panfish Junction one day is appropriate and <laughs> overarching to all of that. But I don't know. I mean, I think the other thing is we love to have, you know, different goals. And so like crappies will always be our love and kind of always be mm -hmm. our fallback and kind of what we go to. But, um, you know, like coming up maybe this year, I always say this year, I really want to catch a gar. Yeah. Um, yeah, one yeah. of our local lakes actually has them in it. I had no idea until I was like standing in front of our boat <laughs> one day and they were there so, like cruising. swimming with the boat. And I was yeah. like, had no idea that they were in that water. And so I, I got to say, that's my current goal. Nice. Nice. I like it. I've only caught one of those and that was in Tennessee. And I caught it on a Ned rig and I like, I was pre-fishing for a tournament, and I thought, I found him. I found That's him. Yeah. And I got it to the boat, and I was like, what do I do with this? Yeah. There's like 8 million teeth here. Like, I, I'm not lipping that thing, you know? Yeah. Well, it's crazy that you caught it on a net rig even because they say that, like, the beak is, like, so hard, you know, that, like, sometimes hook sets are, are tough. Mm -hmm. I, I'm telling you, man, I don't know how, like – it was hooked, but like when he clamped down, he clamped down. And I think when he clamped down, that's what actually set the hook, not me yeah. setting the hook. And, uh, but yeah, wild man. And just fought like crazy. Um, but a super cool fish. Like yeah, I've, I've never targeted them. I've seen them in, in lakes and stuff that I've fished. And, um, yeah, I mean the, the teeth thing, that's, that's what like, I don't know. It's just weird. Just yeah. weird and uh scares me but man what a fun fight what a fun fight yeah well and because they coexist kind of in this one lake with the crappie is i think what they're doing is because they eat, they have similar forage you know they're looking for those little minnows and stuff and so i think sometimes when i'm out there and i'm like missing a bunch of crappies i i honestly think that it, one or two of them is a gar but I've heard about using like yarn baits because it gets caught up yeah. in their teeth and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I'm going to have all my crappy baits with like yarn, <laughs> long yarn trailers this year. Well, I know uh, Jay, which I wish he was here tonight, but um, he he's talked about that where you actually just like use like white towel or something like a square chunk of towel. And you just kind of reel that in and I guess they'll bite it. And it like same concept you're talking about. It gets hung up in their teeth. Like you almost don't even need a hook because they That's just what I heard. And they got those needle sharp teeth, which what a crazy way to catch a fish, you know? <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's cool. Yeah. But how about you, yeah. Josh? Well, I mean, I, I I just I like I like the crappies. Um, 
bluegills, panfish are basically my my jam. Um, my goal, my goal every time I get in the boat, uh, every time I step on the ice is one, get the biggest fish of the day, and two, <laughs> catch the most species in a day. Right on. And the okay, reason that go. is. Cause she gets you every time. No, no. We have we have a we have a rolling we have a rolling competition. Every day, those are unofficial tournaments. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. So every time we hit the boat or the water or whatever. So it's just so it's just unofficial unofficial bragging rights for each each time <laughs> Until we go the next out. Trip, so. Yeah. So, so, I mean, so does, does a loser have to like do the dishes, fold the laundry, like? What, no, I mean we might. You know, if we if we're if we're feeling if we're feeling pretty competitive one day, it might we might bet some ice cream on it. Well, that's about it. See, that's what I'm talking about. There's been a there's been a few times where I've been out fishing with my man Jay Randall, and I'm like, ice cream cone, bro, let's go. You know, yeah. Let's just say I've won a few ice cream cones. Yeah, usually I'm the ice cream winner too. <laughs> Yeah. Josh I do sit in the front yeah. of the boat, though. <laughs> yeah. See? That's, and that's the advantage. That's why you got to be in kayaks. You don't have to run the trolling motor. <laughs> that's why you got to both be in kayaks. Now you're equal. You know what right? I mean? Yeah, that's going to happen, to be honest. Mm -hmm. We have a few smaller waterways, you know, that it's we, we needed to get out there. Yeah, yeah, like we talked we about talk last about week, that. you know, it's uh, it's crucial, crucial to get to some of those spots that boats can't get to. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, and I'm going to keep scouting for ice because that is something that really crosses over, you know, just I'm even going to bring my ice rod. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Vertical jigging off the kayak. Yeah. <laughs> Here's Emily just yeah. <laughs> instead of rowing, she's just Two rods, vertical jigging right off the side. <laughs> on the Wolf like, River, the big thing is like you got to do the opposite arms. Like you yep. were going both at once, and yep. maybe I'd have to mix it up throughout the day. <laughs> that's like uh, that's like up there on Winnebago. I've done it a couple times where they they're running the fly rigs like two yep. flies, and then dude, I did that one day. I told my buddy never again. <laughs> this is what you're doing. Never again. Crawler <laughs> harnesses, crankbaits, swim baits. I'm in, bro. But doing this all day, I'm I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> shout, shout out to my good man Scotty Purs. But you know, I love that guy to death. But no, I'm not. No, that's not my cup of tea at all. But. You know, that's funny though because. That's what people go out and rip flies for is often the white bass. You know, some mm -hmm. people assume it's walleyes and it isn't, you know. And so those white bass, if you hit it right, you won't have time to have two rods in your hand. Right. And right. so I think a lot of times it's like wishful thinking is like, you know, are they going to turn out? <laughs> well, and, and, do? They do, and they do it for walleyes too. A lot of times it's tipped with a minnow. So I don't know if that's yeah. just the minnow being there and then them wow. having flies tied up or, or if it really makes that much of a difference, but it is, it's, it is kind of a cool regional thing. Um, along with the, the three way crankbaits, you know, yeah. they run off the river rafts. That's yeah. kind of a fun, fun deal to follow too. But, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I I'm know not it's a fan of the flies, honestly, from what I've heard, like it's a certain time of the year, Mm -hmm. up there on winnebago and they usually stack up right there 
in the river channel between there and uh, what is it, Butte de Mort? Is yeah, that, there you did, go. Did I pronounce it right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Better than some locals. <laughs> two for two, baby. Um, but I, I think there's like some kind of, is it the mayfly hatch or some kind of hatch that goes on? And that's why yeah. those guys oh, yeah. are doing it. But they like literally, like guys and gals listening, watching, like, those boats stack up and you could literally walk from one shore to the other across boats. Like they just, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. We call it bumper boats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. But yeah, um, except for when it's your boat bumping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Amazingly, the fish don't seem to care. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Like, yeah, you're just stacked deep in there, man. But, um, <laughs> That's super cool. Well, what do you guys have coming up? Like, we'll we'll start winding this down. Like, uh, any any upcoming guests you guys want to drop? Um, you know, things you got coming up this year that you guys want to let the good folks know about? Things like that. Well, you know, I mean, that's the thing is, you know, we we interviewed a ton of awesome people, you know, so. Like, come and check out. I guess we should put out a schedule at some point, see if we can do something like that. But we also run on requests. So, you know, if there's people that you're dying to hear us talk to, that's things that we do. Um, I'm trying to convince Josh to run a Christmas in July event <laughs> with Crappie Junction. So there might nice. be some winners coming up. Um, nobody's heard that yet because he didn't even know I would say that. Look at his face. He does. He's not he's even convinced like he wants to do this. <laughs> Everybody send in requests. No, but we got, um, you know, on our Tuesday show, we'll have uh, Dave Lefebvre coming up. Oh, nice. Coming up in May. Um, and, you know, we'll have, we'll have like, guys, Joel Nelson, uh, John Thielen. You know, there's going to be some, some bigger name anglers that are coming up on our Tuesday night show. Um, well, and coming up on one of our Thursday night shows, you know, we do some of the behind the scenes kind of stuff. So we have, um, if you're into podcasts and YouTube, um, world's worst fishing, um, what is his name? It's totally escaping Chris me. Jones. Yeah. Chris Jones. And he is going to be on our Thursday show, May 6th. Something like that. Something like that. So we're going to have we'll to be coming up. But, you know, he, he pours plastics and all kinds of stuff. So, you know, we're excited to, you know, look into all that kinds of stuff too. That's cool. Yeah. Lefever, and then otherwise, man. otherwise, I guess, you know, we just, we just kind of put out every, like everybody else, we put out our fun little adventures on the Instagrams and Facebook and, and Facebook. And, right. you know, we're always doing something kind of here and there, you know, we pour, pour plastics and jigs and make rods and do crazy things like make tiny little mini swim bait hooks and all kinds of crazy stuff. So, uh, you know that's all out there. We have a our YouTube doesn't have a whole bunch of followers, but has a almost three hundred videos that you could go watch at different shows and stuff. You can get a kind of a thing. It has all of our past interviews that we've done <laughs> so far this year. That's so. cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you guys? Uh, I've never asked you guys this. Do you guys upload like your Facebook shows to like the podcast platforms? You know, I'm I'm working on it. That's kind of our our next. Our next thing, I just, I hadn't really thought about it, and we'll, we'll talk after this ends. <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll make I'll make your life easy. <laughs> um, but uh, very cool, man. I like yeah. that, Dave Lefebvre. Tune in for that one, boys and girls. He's a 
stick on uh, Erie, right? He lives right on, uh, I think it's Lake Erie, the shores of Lake Erie. He yep. actually, it's a little tidbit for you guys. He, um, there was a big uh, kayak tournament out there. I think it was two years ago, 2019 or something. Maybe it was 2018. And uh, it was right in his hometown. He fished the kayak tournament and won. So nice. cool. oh, wow. ask ask him about ask him about the kayak tournament he won there on Lake Erie. You'll like it. <laughs> will I do. Will, yeah. yeah, yeah. So super cool, man. Uh, where can guys and gals follow you? Uh, you know, on the, all the social medias. Yeah. So YouTube, um, Facebook, Instagram, it's just crappy junction. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, if you want to follow us, you're welcome to, you know, I'm sure that you can find that through crappy junction. Um, otherwise we'd like to participate in a lot of the different online communities. So you might see us mm -hmm. out there, um, come and participate in conversations with us or come and check out crappy junction. Right on. Yeah, it's just just search Crappy Junction everywhere. It just it's it'll come up. You yeah, can we Google have a it and everything pops up. I like it. I mm -hmm. wish my name popped up like that. <laughs> I'm a nobody. It probably does. <laughs> right on, right on. Well, thank you guys for uh, joining me tonight and uh, spreading the good word of Crappy Junction. Um, everybody out there, I hope you guys go give these guys a follow. They're always doing cool stuff interesting videos and the fishing show videos i mean that's clutch fishing season like emily stated like 50 videos in a day but there's so much good stuff you know for all different types of fishing so um super cool i can't wait for show season to kick back up you know up Heck here yeah. in the midwest yeah. and we can all hang out again you know right but um awesome thank you so much everybody tuning in at and uh, listening on podcast platforms. We will be live again tomorrow night from Indiana at the Sportsman Inn Restaurant and Bar, Restaurant and Tavern. I don't know. Sportsman Inn in Monticello, Indiana for the captain's meeting for the tournament on the mighty Tippecanoe River. And then we will be live streaming again Saturday uh, throughout the tournament. Uh, we'll have live on the water coverage. And Obviously, we'll come back after that and do the weigh-in and awards. So be sure to tune in this weekend. Hope you guys are all safe, having a good time. And always, boys and girls, tight lines, smooth paddling. Peace. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.